0: Hello, my fellow fucking sickos. Welcome back to another episode of the Outlast podcast, and it is storming really bad here. I can't stand it when it comes to summer storms, honestly. So today we're going to be talking about Alice Marion, or Allison Marion, who is the daughter of Joanne and Paul Marion. Joanne is actually deceased. So Alice is 15. She's female. She appears in the Outlast Murkoff account issue 1, 2, 3, and 5. So, Alice is the daughter of Paul and Joanne Marion, and she was kidnapped by Simon Peacock. Anybody doesn't know who that is, y'all can go listen to my story about him. He's also the guy at the end of the game that talks to Whalen Park. Well, Simon Peacock kidnapped her after her father refused to ally with him against the Murkoff Corporation. Alice first appears when Paul recounts his story to the FBI. When asked by the investigators why he worked for Murkoff when he seemed ashamed of his job, Paul explained that he kept his job with Murkoff not because of the money, although it was good, but because a large part of Murkoff's business is in the modern world, which was pharmaceuticals and gene therapies. Alice had the same rare and irrecurable blood disease that killed his wife. But Murkoff had an experimental treatment that is commercially unavailable. As a Murkoff employee, he has privileged access to the treatment, so as long as he kept his job with Murkoff... They would keep Alice alive. She later makes an appearance video chatting with Paul over the computer before their conversation is interrupted by Pauline's call. Paul and Alice are later seen watching a movie together during one of his visits home between jobs. He asks if the movie is too scary for her and in fears that she didn't like the doll that he brought her. She simply responded that she's 15, so she's not going to give a shit about a doll. Paul asks what he should bring her home instead after work trips, and she says that she just wants him to come home more often. Paul later mentions Alice while visiting Tiffany Hope when he recognizes Billy's Halloween costume as Alien Uberman. He says that she used to read the same funny books when she was younger. When they return to Tiffany's home later, and Murkoff agent and her boyfriend are killed by the wall rider. Paul observes that someone shattered all of her crystal figurines and shaped them into the form of alien Uberman. He again mentions Alice and compares this to how she reacted when he gave her a doll a few weeks before, thinking that she hated it because she had defaced it, when she really appreciated that he got her something but only wanted it to make it special for herself. He infers with certainty that Billy is in Tiffany's home. Well, Billy was not fucked up in any way, and his mom sent him off to Murkoff as an experiment. So it had nothing to do with his mom buying him shit. It has to do with him getting revenge on his mom for sending him to that shithole in the first place. Alice briefly appears again when Simon asks Paul how he justifies working for a corporation he knows is evil. If it is revealed that the experimental treatment for her blood disease is known as gene therapy transfusion... XLG nine nine five four eight and cost sixty four thousand four hundred and twelve dollars and sixty cents total before his employee discount benefits which reduces balance owed on her treatment to three thousand two hundred and eight dollars and twenty five cents. That's still not really that good, but that is a actually sixty four thousand and it went down to three thousand? Never mind, that's a huge fucking deal right there. I read that wrong. I thought it said 6,000. My bad. Simon takes a dental imprint from Paul when a styrofoam block when he refuses to become his inside man and insists that he has to do his job. Paul shows the mysterious coordinates and he attained from Simon to Pauline, to which she responds that he shouldn't dig into matters that Murkoff haven't asked him to. She tells him that he should instead go home to spend time with Alice and ensure that she doesn't grow up to become someone like herself. Alice is later shown to be working on a book report after dinner when Paul at their home she asked him if I don't know how to say this name, Yasha Nu Ha Nastra, whatever, was a real person or a biblical figure, and Paul responds that he never heard of him. <laughs> I haven't either. He asked her why is she getting such into early jump of her report when it's due on Thursday? Alice reasoned she'll be too exhausted to work on Wednesday, since her transfusion happened on that day, Paul comment on her having not touched her food, and Alice reacts dismissively, stating that she isn't hungry and doesn't need the extra calories. She tells him to shut up, an exaggeration after he teased that she's crazy and reassures her that she's a beautiful string bean. Their conversation is brought up to a halt when Alice is distracted by a figure outside their kitchen window messing with the mailbox. Paul chases after the figure, but is quickly outran. When he returns to check the mailbox, Paul finds the coordinates earlier given to him by Simon written on a slip of paper with the additional of Your Daughter is Connected. The prompts to Paul to investigate the coordinates on his own when he previously agreed to not do it when he said it to Pauline that he wasn't going to investigate it. Paul experiences a flashback of the day Joanne died caused by the radio towers. When he approached the coordinates of Temple Gate, the doctors announced his wife's death by his hands and Alice a cup of hot chocolate, causing him to spill the cup and burn her. Damn, that's painful. He apologized to Alice at the end of the flashback. After Anna Lee's death, Paul eliminates his passing and mentions having to return home for Alice's transfusion since he promised to be there. Pauline seems disturbed by her own hand in Anna Lee's death as she remarks to Paul that, He's a good dad, and always takes good care of his girl. Paul returns home to find the house empty. After calling Alice several times and being met with no response, Paul finally enters her bedroom to discover a gruesome scene. The message, You work for us now, is written on the wall in what appears to be blood and several fingers that appear to belong to Alice's is left in a small puddle of blood at the end of the bed. Pauline sends Murkoff agents to the Paul residence well Pauline uh Paul's residence after falling to conduct Paul after the destruction of the radio towers at Temple Gate. After breaking down the door to the house, they report that Paul and Alice are both missing, but that blood remains on the wall, and if something has written and smeared it away. Pauline then orders the agents to bring Paul's corpse because he's become a danger to Murkoff if he's still alive. After it is revealed that Paul has also been abducted, he immediately asks Simon where his daughter is, and Simon tells him that he is asking the wrong question, insisting that he will only help him find the answer to his question if he trusts him and help him find the wall rider. So her personality, Alice seems to be a caring and responsible teenage girl. She's close to her family and does her best to spend time with him and keep in a regular contact despite the, you know the nature of his work Has evidenced by her video calls and her insistence that he come home more often she expressed her maturity when paul gives her a doll as a gift when he worries that a horror movie is too frightening for her by reminding her of her age which she reminds him like hey dad i'm 15 i don't care about a horror movie that doesn't scare me so i don't need a fucking doll like that's kind of weird but whatever dad so Alice is amused by his attempts to relate to her and is quick to reassure him that she appreciates his effort, although she expressed a measure of annoyance when he worries over too much. Her responsible tendencies are shown through her work ethic. She is certain to complete her schoolwork several days early since she's known that her blood transfusion would exhaust her. Alice also shows intrusive curiosity and his attention to detail when she questions Paul about the fiction or reality of the Bible and quickly notices Simon lurking outside of their home. Her non cotofidationism streaks manifest itself in her treatment of the doll that Paul gives her as she alters it with a puke imagery. She seems to care deeply for her parents, judging by her interactions with Paul and Joanne, or Joanne, however you say her name having showed concern for her father's emotional state and drawn pictures for her mother while she was hospitalized. while well, Alice is described by her father as a stream bean, so probably skinny as fuck. Referring to her as tall, a slender figure, she's fair-skinned and possesses long, straight blonde hair that ends roughly around her waist. Her eyes appear to be blue or green. Her face is an oval shape, and her features appear to take after those of her mother. It can be deducted from the dark nail polish on her finger left at the Marion residence, that one of her fingers were severed prior to her kidnap to provoke a reaction from her father. Oh, they got that reaction. She is 15, the same age as Anna Lee, the Jane Doe, who, well, Anna Lee was the Jane Doe that, you know, brought Blake and, Ling, and uh, Lynn Langerman into Gate in the first place. You know, they were investigating her death. She used to be a fan of the alien Uberman comic books, a hobby she shares in common with Billy Hope. Alice asked Paul if this person, I can't pronounce it again, a character from her book report, was a real person from the Bible. This could be a reference to the story of Jesus and Pontrous plight of the novel. I don't know how to say that. I'm not really good with Bible terms, I'm going to be honest. The Master of Margarita by Russia, written by some Russian dude. Writer J.P. Petty said during the Extra Life charity stream that her illness is not a coincidence and that there are big plans for her. So, she showed up in quite a few of the accounts. So, yeah, it doesn't really go into much of about her. Like, what else do we know about the daughter, Like, we know that she's been adopted now by Simon Peacock, and what is his plan to get back at Murkoff? And if you think you're going to find the Wall Rider, brother, good fucking luck. I wonder if the Wall Rider separated itself, because, you know, Miles Upshore had the Wall Rider in him. So I wonder if the Wall Rider was ever able to separate itself into two different entities. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to figure out, because it's just crazy that you know I don't know it's just wild it blows my mind about that situation like I didn't even know Simon Peacock was still alive honestly but I wonder if Billy Hope obviously you know he still has the wall rider in him he's not dead and also um Miles Upshore has so oh, excuse me you know. Uh, oh, far. sorry, Sorry. I'm not ready for this podcast today. I ain't gonna lie to you. But the thing is, what's the plan now? Like, what are you gonna do with the wall rider? The wall rider is an entity by nanomites. He can enter your body and fuck you up from the inside. We saw what it did to Jeremy Blair when it lifted his bitch ass up and just like ripped him in a couple pieces. It took on the whole team of Dr. Wernicke's like squat You know, I I said squat. (laughs) SWAT team. You know, like, the Murkoff tactical team is what they're called. Ripped through all of them. But I wonder, did it kill Dr. Wernicke as well? Or did it leave his old ass? Because, you know, the screen goes black. So, that's what I'm trying to figure out myself. But, you know, only time will tell. Now with the new game out, hopefully they can connect everything together and I think that would be cool. So... The problem with doing these character backstories is they're not long, so eventually I have to sit down with people and start doing episodes with them, and we'll be able to talk longer and stuff, so, yeah, I think it's cool, so, I don't know. I appreciate y'all swinging by and listening to this shit show of an episode that I have. You know, once I get through these character stories, which ain't much more, I want to sit down with people and talk about what they think about the game. I really wanted my buddy to play it like a year ago on Halloween, but he never did. So, you know, he's been on and off with the streaming shit. He streams for a little bit and then does the stream. So I'd love for him to do this. I'd love to give me a new system so I could play like Outlast Trials with friends because I always thought that was something I actually wanted after Outlast 2. I was like, man, it'd be cool as fuck if they like came out with like multiplayer where you could just play with your friends. I think that would be dope. I think that would be amazing. You know, it came out. And I want to play with one of my friends, so I definitely got to give me a system. But I appreciate y'all listening to this, even though it's just me doing character backstories on fandom that you can read your damn self. But, you know, once I start having people up here, it's going to be a different story. It's going to be fun, honestly. My favorite character has to be Eddie Gluskin, and I think, oh, top three, though. Ooh. Ooh, that's gonna be a hard one. Let's do top five. Uh one is Eddie Gluskin. Number two is Mother Gooseberry. Number three. Oh man, that's a hard one. I think Dennis. I like Dennis. Even though Dennis doesn't really have a big story. I think four would be Traeger, Richard Traeger, and five. Ooh, that's a good one. Do I like the twins better? Or do I like Chris Walker better? Oh. Y'all thought I was going to put Chris Walker and The Wall Rider on this list, didn't you? Y'all didn't think that my list was going to be this fucking nuts. So I have to say... I want to say the Twins. I think I like the Twins a little bit better than Chris Walker. They're scarier to me. I don't know. I think Chris Walker's scarier than them. But I think I like the Twins better. The way they talk and stuff is creepy as shit. Um, So yeah, I think it's Eddie Gluskin, Mother Gooseberry... Did I say Dennis? Maybe I don't. Maybe I'll put the twins at third, Dennis fourth, and then I'll go Richard Traeger fifth. Or did I put Traeger third? I don't know. I think it's Gluskin, Gooseberry, Traeger, Dennis, twins. Yeah, I got a really shitty list. (laughs) Dude, sometimes I go back and listen to the dialogue on YouTube. And I wish they still had the twins dialogue. Like, the people who recorded it. Like, you have Eddie Gluskins, you have Traegers, you have the Variants, you have Dennis. But I don't know what ended up happening to the twins. They, um, One person only had the dialogue up there and they deleted it. So, yeah. It fucking sucks. But it is what it is. I love you guys. Y'all stay safe. Um, The storm hopefully calms down and I will catch y'all in the next episode. So... Stay sick, stay fucked up, stay twisted.